0: Iroh, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, John Clayton.
1: All right, this is going to be fun on Schooled with the Professor because uh, our buddy Sam Farmer from the Los Angeles Times joins us and we're talking a lot of football and also I think we got to start off talking about the Los Angeles market because that's a big topic right now. I mean, you know, Sam, uh, of course, has spent so much time living, writing in the Seattle area, moves down to L.A. for the L.A. Times, goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is, of course, long overdue. But, uh, you know, so now all of a sudden, after all these years of no football in Los Angeles, no pro football, you know, teams back. Last year, the Chargers go 12-4. and 4, The Rams go to the Super Bowl yet it seems like both teams are having an impossible time selling tickets.
0: Yeah, thank you, John. Uh, I appreciate that. A nice introduction. Yeah, it's been uh, sort of a lukewarm reception. Now, I will say the Rams have gotten a lot more traction than the Chargers have. Uh, Chargers, you know, it didn't really surprise me, and and a lot of people who were sort of monitoring the market before they came up, recognized that there just aren't a lot of Charger fans here. And, you know, San Diego and L.A., and really, you could throw Orange County in there, they could be three different states, uh, sort of politically, uh, philosophically, and certainly how they view their own markets. And And there was no burning desire in L.A. to bring the Chargers up to L.A., uh, and, and I'll say, even beyond that, I don't think there was a burning desire to have a team return to the L.A. market. Um, you know, there were the hardcore Rams fans who of course, wanted the Rams back. But in the 20 years that L.A. was without a team, that was the rise of the Internet and Sunday Ticket, NFL Network, Fantasy Football, all those things that sort of work against provincial interests in one team. Um and LA is big enough and diverse enough, and enough of a, sort of a transient community where people come. Everybody comes from somewhere else. That listen, if I'm a if I'm a Browns fan, I don't need to give up being a Browns fan. I can cover the I can follow them just as closely in LA as I could in Cleveland. So, you know, the, it really worked against the idea of L.A. needs a team. So the Rams come back. Stan makes a. Uh, big investment and, and takes the risk to build this stadium with this, got this astronomical price tag. And they're incrementally making, uh, progress on building a fan base. Uh, again, very difficult in LA, but I think there, if there were sort of an inflection point, it came last season, um, with that Monday night game, the 54-51 Monday night game against Kansas City. Because uh, that changed venues right at the end. So it was going to be in Mexico City. Field was too bad. They moved to L.A. And so it was primarily Rams fans who were there because all the people who were coming from Kansas City didn't have time to change their tickets to come to L.A. Uh, So the Rams there were fires in LA and the Rams gave away a lot of tickets and really filled that stadium to the brim. 90,000 people cheering for the Rams gave us a glimpse of this is what it could be like. If you had a Lakers like phenomenon with an, with an LA team, LA NFL team, the chargers have never had that. And, you know, the players have come to accept that. I think that it really has a, um, corrosive effect on a franchise especially in a league where every feather on the scale counts when you're looking at these teams you say this is a slight edge if a team's never had a home field advantage, which is the case with the Chargers I think that's going to have a cumulative negative effect on a team and I think we're seeing a little bit of that I wouldn't put it all on that but that's a factor Um, now that the, the the slow train crash is that they're moving from a 27,000-seat stadium to a 72,000-seat stadium next season. What's that going to be like? I mean, it's one thing if the Steelers are coming to play in L.A. or the Packers or the Cowboys. But what happens when it's the Titans or the Texans or the Jaguars coming to play in L.A. without a real strong traveling fan base? Um, you know, That could be disastrous, uh, especially when the luster of the new stadium wears off and everybody's kind of seen it. And all along through this process, the Chargers would always say, we don't want to be the Jets playing in Giants Stadium, the old arrangement, Jets-Giants in the old stadium. Um, Well, they're that and more. You know, they are renters. And uh, they're playing in Stan's stadium, the Stan Canyon, as we've come to call it. And um, the chargers are sort of sleeping on the couch and that's going to be difficult for them to uh, make inroads. Look, it's taken the Clippers like uh, close to 40 years to start making headway in LA against the Lakers. And, um, uh, it might be just as difficult, if not more, for the chargers.
1: Well, that's the thing that I wonder, about, because I know within, uh, oh after they started settling and seeing how bad the sales were, they took $150 million of potential charger revenue and, uh, you know, basically lowered what the expectations were. And as the, my understanding is the numbers are even worse than that. You know, they'll sell some tickets, but they're not going to sell a lot of tickets.
0: Yeah, and there's there's a floor, so they they don't need to sell tickets. If they want to accept the sort of floor of what they can get out of the big bucket, which is big bucket, have the one-time revenue sales, like the big sponsorships and naming rights and everything like that, um, they don't have to aggressively try to sell tickets. So they've priced uh, the PSLs so low that it's really created – major friction with the ramps because this is to offset um, the construction costs of this stadium, which is, you know, depending on who you listen to, it's five or $6 billion stadium. And they're selling a uh, 26,000 PSLs at a hundred dollars each. That's $2.6 million that goes towards construction, which is truly a drop in the bucket. And the cheapest, Rams PSLs are 10 times that amount. And so um, the Rams are legitimately um, concerned that the Chargers aren't going to pull their weight and or even close to their weight uh, in helping pay for this stadium, nor do they really need to. And so it sets up um, – it sets the stage for a lot of – tension between these two teams uh, off the field so um, you know where there's sort of a begrudgingly sharing a stadium and that's like as I said like Jets and Giants in the first iteration it only works um, and so because of the, the money that's involved here so it'll be really interesting to see where this goes. And if at some point the league steps in and says, listen, uh, this isn't working. So we need to look at alternatives.
1: Can, can they do that? Because I know that's one story that leaked out that uh, Alex, I mean the Dean Spanos got just furious and sort of cussing and swearing at. But it seemed like it was a leak, maybe coming from the the Rams that uh, you know maybe they're going to move to London or do something like that. Uh, you know, is there a way for them to get out? Or Roger Goodell, who I know you 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 know you and him only go to Mount Rainier together climbing the mountain. But uh, you know what, what's the chance of the league stepping in, and what's the chance of the the eventually? breaking this deal
0: well i I, although i can't speak to where that story emanated from um i could say that uh the league can do what it wants i mean we always sort of apply these um uh you know apply these sets of rules and say can the league do that if if you get the guys in the room you know and you get 24 votes you can get them to do what they want And and if I, I accept. I don't think they can force somebody to sell a team, for instance, uh, unless it were, a, uh, you know, a, a Clippers situation. But, but I, I think that you know, uh, San Diego, and I don't know that. And I, I don't want to make this sound like it's a viable possibility now, but San Diego is still a robust market, and if. Uh, another owner were to take that team down, if they say there were a new owner, to return that team to San Diego. To me, that's plausible. Uh, I have no indication that the Spanos are going to sell, and they've been steadfast in their denials about wanting to sell the franchise. Or, um, but I could see a team going back ultimately to San Diego or a team landing in San Diego. And that's the thing, too, sort of brings up a larger point that For so long, L.A. was the hammer that the league held over the heads of all the cities that uh, teams wanted to extract stadium deals from those cities. And the big threat was, well, maybe we'll just relocate to L.A. Well, it no longer has that. The league no longer has that. And it's going to have to cultivate some options. And, you know, I look at the East Bay, where the Raiders are vacating, and San Diego is two real viable options. That the league can dangle out there as possibilities. Um, but L.A., it probably would have been ideal if Stan had L.A. plus the vacancy. If he had a L.A. plus a, a, a vacancy sign with a two-team stadium, they could have used that as a leverage point. Now, say the Chargers were to leave. Just hypothetically, the Chargers leave and go to Oakland, whatever. And L.A. has a vacancy. Who would ever want to come to LA as a second team? I mean, that whole myth is just exploded now. Um, and, and be the people would laugh at that. You want to be where the Chargers are right now? So LA is sort of, uh, demystified. Um, but, but, you know, in the short term, what can happen? It just feels like this is on the track right now. This is, This is the launch code has been punched and the Chargers are moving ahead to this new stadium. I'm just fascinated to see what will happen when, uh, you know, you've got 30,000 fans in that stadium and most of them pulling for the other team. Um, It's really mind boggling. That the league is in this situation.
1: It really is. And the one thing I know talking to teams particularly early in the season is even though the Rams crowd is so much more significant, you know, there doesn't seem to be that home field advantage for the Rams. You know, I know that they get to play Dr. Dre's California a lot of they score a lot of points, and I like that. That's great for me. <laughs> it's like that's why I was so happy to be at that Kansas City game last year because all I did was hear, you know, California. But that, that was great. But that's a different subject. But uh, <laughs> but
0: well,
1: there are no megadeth. No, no, no mega death. Dr. Dre. No, no. No, but, but but the the one thing that I think was is uh, that people sent team to say because you know L A. is still a big market. L A. is kind of like okay, you're going to Hollywood and all these different things. That teams come in and they play better in Los Angeles against the Rams just because one, there's not as much of a home field advantage, and two, they think they're playing for a platform.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that, and and again. We have, you know, we're a community of transplants. And so it's not like being in Seattle where people are uh, born and raised and generations of Seahawks fans are, are, are cultivated. These are people who moved to L.A. two or three years ago and have no reason to give up their favorite team because they can follow them just as closely with all the methods, uh, social media and whatnot, to follow a team. Why would you have to give up? Being a Browns fan or being a Patriots fan, uh, in LA. So, um, they don't have to give that up. They can come see their team. It's a, it's a big cavernous stadium where you can get tickets pretty cheap and, uh, and sit with fellow, fellow Bears fans at, at the game. And so, you know, I, I think that the idea of, of teams just starting afresh in in LA and building a fan base from scratch is sort of um, antiquated. I just don't think that's the way it is with the league anymore. And so it's a real challenge. Now, I don't think the Rams came in um, w- w- you know uh, under the wrong impression. I think that they knew the challenge that was in front of them, and this going to be incremental. Uh, growth of a fan base. I think the Chargers were a little surprised. I think they might even be stunned um, because their big argument all along in moving up was a quarter of our fan base comes from L.A. Well, they might have had a quarter of their season ticket sales coming from L.A., but those could have been a lot of scalpers who were buying those tickets to sell to Raiders fans who wanted to see a game at Qualcomm or sell... To Packers fans who wanted to see a game in San Diego, not true hardcore Chargers fans, because I'll tell you, driving around you just don't see the lightning bolt in LA. You don't see it on T shirts or license plates or, or bumper stickers or any of that stuff. There are there's a small group of LA Chargers fans, but it's but it's very small.
1: And they, all, it's they all ride the in the same car, probably, pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the first well hundred dollars parking. <laughs> it's probably worth it. Uh, but this is the first franchise that's relocated to a market and tried to retain retain its former fans and, and draw those fans up. It's not like the Browns moved from Cleveland to Baltimore hoping to bring Browns fans to Baltimore to see games. Um, so you, typically when teams have relocated, almost exclusively when teams have relocated, they started afresh in that new market and there's a it's like a zero sum game the, the 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 market they're leaving hates them and the market that that they're moving to loves them in LA the market they left hates them and the market that that they moved to is sort of apathetic so um, that's a that's an extreme and probably unprecedented challenge for the Chargers.
1: Hey, to briefly conclude here, just wanted to get an evaluation. Have teams figured out the L.A. Rams offense and what has Sean McVay done to be able to fix things or is he still in the process of trying to fix it?
0: Probably, uh, to some degree, they have. They certainly uh, the Rams haven't been as creative or McVay hasn't been as creative as he has been in as he was in his first two years. But they had so much Success at keeping their line healthy. I think it starts with the offensive line. I think for two years, they had six different starters on the offensive line, six, which was just unbelievable for two solid years. And this year, uh, as of a few weeks ago, they had had six different left guards. So they're cycling through offensive linemen, and that's been really, really difficult. And with Todd Gurley sort of falling off the ledge since the end of last season and going from a dominant um, you know, NFL Offensive Player of the Year to uh, just another back, coupled with um, the breakdowns in the offensive line, just health-wise, and Jared Goff not being a, a very mobile quarterback who has the escapability to make up for that, um it's been really, really difficult, and they're finding some ways, but to to get the job done. But it's much tougher sledding this year, and they've really, you know, you look at the Baltimore game or you look at the San Francisco game; they've just fallen apart. So it's been very inconsistent, uneven play throughout. And I think Seattle's going to give them real problems. You know, they play Seattle tough and have typically. So uh, I'm expecting a good game Sunday night, but um, keeping the Seahawks off golf is going to be a real um, uphill challenge.
1: Sam Farmer, I thank you so much for joining us on Schooled with the Professor.
0: Clady, it's great talking to you, buddy. I look forward to
1: seeing you.